American football in Finland. The voice in your ears and the face on your screen. This is Perfect Purpose, and welcome to American Football in Finland. Join with me is my co-host, Coach Q. What's going on, Q? What up, what up? What's back? We back. Yeah, uh, we're recording at a, a strange time this week, so we might have a third uh, co-host. Chris might show up later, but that's <laughs> later on. Um, before we get into it, AFF Podcast is on all places you listen to your podcasts, as well as we're on YouTube now, and we, we did a pretty good final couple shows on YouTube. Um, if you're following us, like, subscribe, give us some stars. Whatever you do, anything less than five stars tells us that you are a hater. Don't be a hater because we're doing this for the community. All right, so this show's on this episode gonna just be one one big blog. We're not cutting it into segments. <laughs> Ain't nothing really to talk about. We here to talk about one thing. Uh, we're gonna try to give you a good uh, a solid thirty minutes about it if we can. Um, Maple Bowl forty four. If you don't know, uh, the Corvu Butchers are now the champions. Uh, they beat the Senior Crocodiles. I can't remember score. Can you it was believe a lot it? To a little. Can you believe it? Can you I, believe it? All I all I really can remember is it was a lot to a little. <laughs> At a time, it looked close. By the second half, Butchers took control of the game, and that was pretty much it. As you can see, I'm repping the uh, Butchers hat, and you know why? Because I believed in them the entire time. I had nothing but faith in the poor blue butchers, as Dallas Cowboys as I might have called them. Um, sure. Q still the Cowboys. <laughs> Interesting thing though, if, if you're listening to this podcast, like we're probably gonna put this out tomorrow, but the Cowboys came out and dominated the New York Giants. They might win the Super Bowl. It it might be fruition. You know, if the butchers can win the Maple Bowl, the Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. I think it's possible. Thinking 100% possible, and it, it could be the way. But <laughs> look at that look you give him. Yeah, me. okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've seen, oh, we seen this from the Cowboys. We, we we haven't seen the Butchers do this in a long true. time. So so uh, this is definitely uh, their year. I would say it's definitely their year. I won't go into a dynasty and all that stuff because – uh, that's a whole nother level of, of football, and uh, we ain't gonna talk about that till next year. But they definitely, you know, uh, the butchers, the I was, they surprised me. I'm gonna be honest, because because even if you go back and watch the game, I know we're gonna get into it, but like even if you go back and watch the game, um, it was one person that we mentioned in our pre uh, pre not pre game, but I'll say it was one person on the cross team. That was mentioned, and if you focused on that, you'll win the game. And I think at a point, the butcher said, "We gotta go there." And as soon as they did, it was just pretty much a massacre. I don't think it was like coaching. I don't think that this game was a super league. Like, I think it was bad coaching on both sides. I think one team 
uh, one quarterback just decided that I'm going to go, I'm going to pick on somebody. And they picked on the right person and it paid off. Like, I don't even think it was like, oh, we coached, coached a great game and all this right here. Like, no, nah, it was just simple football and the Butchers won. Yeah, um, just I guess we're we're talking just initial thoughts right now. I, my yeah. my biggest takeaway from this game is that the butchers won convincingly. Like, I mean, no matter what's happened this whole season, we've seen games and we've talked about all the different teams, and we pretty much, I've said it. I don't know if anyone else has said it, but I've said it a few times during the season that the crocodiles are beatable. Even though they were like winning all the games, I was like, you can still tell that they can be beat. And then when the Roosters went and did it, you're like, oh, you know, code's been unlocked. But I still felt like, you know, that was just a matchup. And this game, I had no inclination that the Butchers team that we had seen before this game could beat any version of the Crocodiles team that we've seen before this game. And in this game, I saw two versions that lined up perfectly. I think the Butchers probably paid, played their best overall football game of the season at the the most important time of the season. And then also on the flip side. Defensively, think, yeah. yeah. Yeah, defensively. Yeah, defensively, well, yeah. Offense, offensively, I don't think they played like one of their like high scoring ones. Like we've seen them like put up points like ridiculously well, but considering the defense that they were playing, I actually think their offense played really good to get the amount of points that they did. Like I don't it's not like everyone scores more than 20 points on the crocodiles. That's not a normal thing. So if you could put up that many points on the crocodiles, you had a really good offensive day. And then defensively, like you said, I think it was probably the best, one of the best defensive performances from any team. And that's including, you know, with them having a game where they had two pick sixes, like it's just when you're playing a certain opponent, it just means a little bit more. And then on the yeah. Crocodile side, I think the Crocodiles probably played the worst game they played all season. Oh yeah. And that oh yeah. And that that's not that's not to take away from the butchers. And that's what I, I want to just keep y'all focused on the hat. I'm not trying to take away from the butchers, but we do know the Crocodiles did not play their best version of football in this game. But that's why it's called football. Yes. I, I remember having a conversation with someone and they um someone was telling me there's their son plays hockey and he was like why do they only play one game for the championship because you know like hockey is like baseball and basketball they play series for championships yeah. and um she the woman said well the reason is because this is football any given sunday any given Saturday, one game, anything can yeah. happen. That's what separates it from other sports. And that's what yeah. this game was. It was legitimately, you know, talking to both teams afterwards, talking to players, talking to coaches. Everyone came out with the same, the same thought about this game is that the better team won today. The better team won. Both the, the but yeah, yeah, the, the butchers and the crocs both felt like, you know, that day the butchers were the better team. And the Crocodiles feel the same way. They're like, you can't say that, you know, they got away with something or we didn't do this. Like, they were better than us today and they beat us. And even even looking at, you know, how that, that team took the loss, you could tell they're like, it sucks, but at least we didn't, like, give the game away or let the refs steal it from us. Like, we lost to a better team. 
there's still a little bit of pride taken in knowing that you lost to the best team of that day. And with the Butchers being the best team, like you have to be extremely proud of the way and how they played that game. Considering that this is the Maple League, there were a lot of times in this game where the Butchers could have gave it away, where the Butchers could have no. just got ahead of themselves and let the Crocs back in it. And the resiliency that they had to not do that was very impressive. So, I mean, again, we don't have a script for the show, but let's get a little more, you know, detailed into the game. What are some like key takeaways you you took away from this game on either side? Um, I I think the the, the major thing is uh you were you were definitely right by uh the butchers being a better team that day. And that that goes to show you about football. Like you said, a kid was asking about why why we play only one game. Um, so a lot of times in football, the best team in the in the in the league isn't always the champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Because of because the way that they play the game, it's such a physical game. Um, I don't think, but it, obviously, I think uh, you know if we could do three out of five. A lot of things that look different for a lot of teams that win in football, but the good thing about it, we play football. So, um, but to, to get on the game, I think it's a uh, it's a disappointing loss for the Crocs and the organization. Um, like like I said before the game, this game goes faster than any other game. Before we knew it, it was halftime. Um, and and one thing that really stuck out to me is is the the way that you got there. I think they went away from it. They went away from it. I don't know, like, what was the offensive plan for the Crocs, but ending the ending any game and 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 uh, Powell doesn't have over twenty carries is all coaching. Um, and you can say that <laughs> oh, once they got down, uh, but when did they get down? Not till second, second half. half. Like, yeah, they, so it was like, like fourth so- quarter. They still were in it. Yeah, so it's like, what 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 was the plans of this game? Because Zach Whitehead has hasn't he's he's played his position all year. Not saying he's played quarterback all year. He's played his position on their team all year, and I felt like they put it a little more in his hands in this championship game than maybe they should have. Um, you don't you do have good receivers, but you don't have those Miko Sepinins. You don't have the Lucas. Uh, you don't have those Lucas. Like you don't have them type of receivers there. You got you got okay receivers that that are that are. Uh, I'm sorry. That are uh, okay. Possession receivers, Sokolov brothers. Obviously, some of them you know possession more. You don't have the big play guys. Um. So so coming out of this game with Powell only having 15, whatever it was, less. I mean, you, it's a championship game. You don't have a game after this, like. Kyle has been putting in work for so much. I know he's a team player, and I know he took this loss with his players, but I know, like, deep down, an athlete in me, right? The athlete mm-hmm. in me is always going to feel like y'all didn't give me the ball enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially in this thing. And if uh, if I'm the coach, um, if I'm the coach and and we lose this championship game, I would rather lose this championship game with Powell having 30 to 35 carries um, because then I can say, you know what, this Butcher's defense really, really stopped him 30, you know, like look at the end of the game and see how what his yards was, see what his production was. But I know for a fact I'm giving him the ball 30 times in this game. 
I don't care what the score is. I'm giving him the ball 30 times in this game. I don't know what the Crocs thought about throwing the ball as much as they did. Um, but the Butchers also, I'm going to go to their defense. Uh, Wellington had a game. Like Boy, did he. He did had he. a game. Like, we didn't talk about him much before the game. I know we mentioned him, but he had a game. And that's one thing I think the Bushes did do good about this year. They put the right people in the right places enough to where it could make up for the lack thereof. Think and, about it. It took them. It took them three tries to get to Wellington at linebacker. Yeah, like he's yeah. the third American linebacker that they brought in, and it just shows the you know the resiliency again that the Butchers had. That hey, we're going to get the right guy. We're gonna get somebody that can do this, and it it really panned out. Because I mean, I don't want to get too much into like talking negatively about the guys that were here before him, but I don't think any of them would have been able to do what he did in this game. Like it was really yeah. special. Yeah, it was. He showed up. Yeah, he he showed up. I I thought he was probably obviously gonna have a little more effect on the offensive side originally at the beginning of the game. I knew he could run sideline to sideline. Um, I knew he was an instinctive player. Um, but I don't think the Crocs really put forth the effort to really figure out like, all right, we need to put him on an island some kind of way. And which is why uh having that RPO and running that zone read is very important. You gotta make it to where he's not comfortable in there. This dude was like breaking up screens. He was like it, he was it also matters your your it also matters your um, formation and stuff because just, I mean, just because what you said just made me remember that when the Roosters played against them, they they did a wide trip set that pulled Brandon Wellington outside the box. And then they ran this, the um, the read option. So he, was, he wasn't in the plays because of it. And that's one of those things where, I mean, you got to do your this research. Is like, that's, this is, this that's, is, this that's all you got to do. Coaching. Get him out the that's, box. That's on, yeah, it's – this is watching film like you have to figure out a way to get. All right, if we gonna, he got to move out here. We go to trips. Otherwise, they got to man up. If they don't man up, they got to play zone, which means he has somewhere to drop. So you mm-hmm. got to use things like that. The other thing that I noticed, the Crocs were playing their backers inside as if Mickey is averaging 200, 250 yards a game. So Brandon is out here throwing these these little five yard routes to the slot receivers all game. Because the inside backers were inside it just, the hash. <laughs> like, it just, it don't it don't like, make sense. Let, just listen to my, my sentence here. So, <clears throat> very simple keys is if you're playing against the crocodiles, you want them to beat you with the pass. You don't want them to yeah. let Christian Powell beat you, which is kind of what the butchers did. I don't think they forced the issue, but they did it well enough that the crocs went away from Christian Powell. And then on the other side. If you lose to the Butchers, you want you Mickey want it Jada to be beats. the run game. You the want run them game. to run it. You want them to run the ball in between the tackles. So you would give them looks where they would have to decide: Do we force the pass into all these lanes, or do we just take what they give us? But then you set it up where they're like, "Well, we can just play our normal offense. Like y'all not yeah. doing anything to affect us." And it and they again, won in the pre-snap. They won in the pre-snap. Brandon Grinnell was so comfortable with this game. He mm-hmm. won in the pre-snap. The pre-snap told you everything. I looked at the cross linebackers, and the only time they really moved out is when it was third and long, where they obviously knew it was a pass play. But other than that, they were both both inside backers was inside as if 
they were afraid that Mickey was going to gash them. No, what you do is spread your inside backers out, at least have them over the tackles. So now mm-hmm. if they do run the zone, they can come in, fill in the A gaps, fill in the B gaps, whatever you need them to do. But if you're sitting your backers inside the almost covering the B gap, like they're going to throw the ball outside because for one, you got to run out there to make the tackles. And then your safety has to come down. Now, you can't play now. The Crocs can't play the defense that they really want comfortable playing because now he's gashing you in his zone. So what you do next, oh, let's let's bring our safeties down as if that was going to help. And now your your exposure is there now. Now the one person who we who we said has been getting exposed all year for that defense got majorly exposed in the championship game we, by we, an 18 like year old. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe people aren't actually listening. 18. Uh Lucas is like 17. Well, I mean <laughs> like, he's not, not different. Yeah, yeah, he's not 18. Even he's, worse. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still I won't say even 17. worse. I won't say even worse, but it's certain things when you when you're a certain type of athlete, there are certain yeah. things that you're just not going to allow against we, you. And it's, it's just we said it in the podcast beforehand. Like we said that, you know, I I, I don't know. Maybe people aren't listening to the podcast as much as we think, but we said if you're the crocodile's defense. You don't want to put your secondary like on islands against this offense because you don't match up man to man. So you don't want to be in those situations. You want to you want your linebackers to get into coverage and make throws difficult so the receivers have to catch in traffic. And again, no no knock to you know Lucas Arello or anybody from the butchers, but they're not the best like catch in traffic guys. If you watch the film and see when they catch the ball, there's no one underneath. There might be someone over top, but they catch it in areas where they're wide open. If you make those yeah. windows smaller, it's harder for them to catch it. Everything Lucas caught was like a post or, or coming across the middle where there's nobody underneath him and the, and the corner is behind him. So the ball just has to get there. He's catching a he clean was open. ball. He was open on all his touchdowns. Why yeah, he's just open uh, all his touchdowns on the same he's person? Beating, yeah, he's beating the corner, <laughs> the, get it on the, get it open, and there's no safety help, there's no linebacker help. And it's one of those things where you're just like, why would you and and again, they, it's not like they were sacking Brandon Winter. Those linebackers weren't, I don't know if they were blitzing on Croc D line didn't show up. Croc's D line did not show up at all. I, I uh, disagree slightly about they did show up, more to the fact that. I think that the Butchers O-line knew how to play them. And also, Brandon Gwinner was on his P's and Q's. Like, there was – you wasn't going to tackle Brandon Gwinner in this you, game. Do you like, know that's one of the time? best games I've ever seen a quarterback no, have. I've seen I, – I feel like I've seen him play in better games. Like, even when he was with Voss, I think I've seen him play in better games. But what he did, he didn't – Statistically, the decisions, yeah. Yeah, the, the decisions he made in this game were uh, – he's going with his first decision. Like he didn't, he wasn't like out there trying to read a whole bunch of defensive stuff. He was like, he play, oh, I got him one on one. I'm going to him. He <laughs> like, played this game like it was his last. And that's the yeah. biggest difference. He played this game yeah. like it doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. Like I have to do what I know will work right now so that we win. And that's what was really exceptional about Brandon Gwinner is that, again, I think statistically, no one's going to look back at this game and be like, oh, man, it was the best. No. Besides Lucas Arrow having three touchdowns. Like, yeah, that, that might yeah, be that one good. of his best games. But yeah. when you look – the game that Brandon Gwinner had, this is 
is, in my opinion, the best game I've seen him play this entire season because, like you said, his decision-making was so decisive. You know, he utilized his legs like he told us beforehand. He said, you know, I'm going to run more. In this game, he didn't really hold the ball too long looking for receivers. If he was going to run, he was going to run. He had that one play where it was like third and long, and he, you know, scrambled and got like 20 and put them in a better position. I was like, that's classic Brandon Gwinner right there. And we haven't really seen that all year. We've seen a guy who's kind of building his team up all year and trying to help his team win. But in this game, he took on that role of, hey, I'm going to do whatever it takes because there's no tomorrow. And it was just really great to see in this game. And I'm, I've am i never been so happy to be wrong before. Like, I was wrong mm-hmm. about who, won- who was going to win this game. But I was very happy about the way the Butchers came out and won this game because everything that we said that they can't do, they did. Everything that we said is, you know, an issue for and, them. And Miko, they and Miko had a, and Miko Sethner had a good game, small, like a a, a tough one. He was getting a lot of first downs, um, and, and that and that goes to. I'm just going to stick to the defense side of the side of the, the conversation because. Like I said, it's, it's championship games are different for so, for many mm-hmm. reasons. It brings the best out of other people that don't really do anything during the season. Not saying Miko, I'm saying just outside players like Wellington. He played decently good, you know. what I mean, for most of the time he was there. This game he showed up miraculously for them. You know, what I mean, that's what you want. That's what you want. Like these games is when your money makers, the guys who you count on, have to show up in these games. That's why I say the Crocs laid down defensively they de-line defensively because somebody has to make a decision see this 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 is the new football right here this is the new football players i'm gonna show you it's like i'm all it's all like show it's all show it's it's knock my head against the wall i'm pounding my chest i'm doing all this right here but then at the end of the game the stats say you didn't do anything you Mm. didn't do anything and, and it's more intimidation like it is. It's like the Crocs have been walking around all year. Like they're just such this big intimidating defensive line, which they have been putting in some work. I'm not taking that from them. But all those games don't really mean anything if you don't do it in a championship game. Like if you don't come out here and and, and Brandon Gwinner was comfortable. Like he was so comfortable in this game. And they allowed that, coaches. Okay, the blitzes that you did call it really, they weren't effective like that. Um, your DBs, I mean, we didn't see you, honey, really on defense all at all. Um, uh, it was just a, it was a weird champ. Like, I, like I hate to say this, but it was a weird championship game. I'm, a, I'm gonna just yeah. be honest. It was like a weird, awkward championship game because watching it, I'm like, oh my, you don't really know which way it's gonna go at first. But then, obviously, the butchers start pulling off, and I was like, the butchers made a decision at halftime that they're not going to linger around with the Crocs anymore. Um, and you can't take a team like the Butchers lightly because of the way the last game ended. And it's like, you you have to be prepared to say, okay, I feel like the Crocs went through their championship week like it was another week, like it was mm. another regular season practice. That's how it looks. That's how it looked on the field. Because it's like, all right, cool. Remember we was talking about the first play of the game? Remember we said, who's going to touch the ball? You was right, though. You said they'd never give him the ball. Um, the first play of the game, the first driver of the game, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And I said they should give him the ball in the first they play. They should, but they don't. set the tempo, but they don't. So the Crocs, I think, stuck with what they've been doing all year. 
but luckily all the other teams have been subpar um, to them and to everybody else. When you look at it, um, there was no consistency besides the Crocs all season. There was no consistency like that. The Butchers were consistent a little bit, but if you if you look and say the team that lost four games or three, how many games they lost? Uh, four. They lost four. They went four games. Four. They lost four games. You tell me a team lost four games, win the championship. Like, that's rare. It's so yeah. rare. It's so well, rare. Let's throw uh, Chris so, Green in here for a little bit, guys. Yeah. It, it looks like yeah. we might have a third guy coming. Did he show up? Yeah. I think I just was, added him. Yeah. yeah. But I, I agree with you. Like, but yeah, it's rare. It, it, any league, in any league that you play in, the championship team never has four losses. You can only do that in Finland. It's only in Finland where something let, like that would happen, man. Let me That's add. Crazy. Let me add on to that because not only you know, like the four losses. That's kind of crazy, especially since the team that they played, the first place team, only had two losses. Really, only one, two on the yeah. record, but really only lost one. So you think that it's a huge difference, but. Before the game, I got really into the stats. We attempted to do a pregame show on YouTube and just the internet and stuff didn't work out. But looked into the stats. The Crocs, offense and defense, a lot of their statistics from the season were, you know, number one, number two, number two, number one, blah, blah, blah. Offense, defense, they top two in pretty much everything. I think they were like number three in, in rushing or passing or something like that as well. But when you looked at the – uh butchers stats they're three four 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 three four four three four four and you're like okay this game might get ugly fast but again back to what we said earlier in one game it's only one game and for this one game the butchers played way better than the crocs one thing that i thought was just kind of insane was Something that you alluded to when we did the pregame was that, you know, it's the championship. Time goes by fast. It's, it'll be halftime before you know it. And in the first half of this game, I felt like both teams were filling each other out too much. Yeah. I, I, it was one of those situations where I, I – this is what I said. I said that the Crocs like to do a lot of stuff in the first half to see what they get from the other team. And then in the second half, they decide what they want to do. But in this game, both teams were doing it. I really didn't like the first half from either team. I felt like, okay, neither team knows what they want to do. So they're trying different stuff, trying to see what works, see what doesn't work. And then halftime is adjustments. Now, at adjustments, Butchers came out and said, this is what we're going to do second half. This is what we saw. This is what we're going to do. Crocs came out and were like, well, this is what we normally do. Like, we normally come out with this uh, wildcat with Christian Powell in the second half and mess around a little bit, and then it works out eventually. Like, they didn't really adjust to the game that they were playing. It's more like they just did their normal adjustments at half because they didn't go to what would have worked. They didn't start feeding Christian to the point that you had to decide that you were putting eight people in the box. They never forced the butchers to do that. So, I mean, obviously, from my point of view, that's what I would have done from the beginning. But at halftime, I would have came out with it even more and pressed the issue. But they didn't do that. They adjusted to – well, I'm not 100% sure what they adjusted to. But whatever they did, the adjustment that they made, it wasn't as good as what the butchers were able to give to them. Because the things that they tried in the second half, there really never was any like, oh, yeah, the Crocs can get this going. I didn't see any like success in the second half 
while the butchers continually were doing things that we saw were going to work. You know, they kept getting one-on-one opportunities. Even if they didn't catch it right away, you could see that it was going to open up. I didn't see anything like that from the, the Crocodiles in the second half. And I really think that was the story of the game is that one team progressed while another team was stagnant. Like, I felt like the Crocs played the first half just like they played the second half. And I feel like the Butchers played the second half much better than they played in the first half. And sorry to to talk over so much while Chris is here, but Chris, give us your thoughts on the game a little bit, man. I mean, we've we've talked a lot already, but tell us something. Uh, we were talking about the um, key moments in the game right now. I mean, we we said about it in the pregame show about Christian Powell, and I think Q said it best. Don't lose the game without giving Christian Powell at least 25, 30 touches. And they didn't do that. He had 17 touches, 15 rushes and two catches. I said about this, this, they needed to stop Powell. Well, in a sense, they didn't need to because the crocodile stopped him himself by not giving him the ball. Like, I don't understand why, like you say, they were definitely feeling each other out. I didn't get it. Like, you know your identity. You're a run first team. You've got CP15. You've got one of the best running backs in the whole You know what? I want to stop you. I want to stop you right there. Because I think that's a misnomer that everyone has said this year is that they're a run first team. Like we have to at some point just realize that they don't want to be a run first team. They're no better, they're better as a run first team, but like I said, every game they've come out trying to throw the ball and be balanced. So it's a team with an identity, but they don't like their identity. They don't want to be a run first team. And, you know, as I say that, I'm remembering conversations. Some people don't want them to be a run first team because I can tell you from experience without trying to be too, uh, I'm not, tr- I'm not trying to stir the pot, <laughs> but I'm sorry. You're politically correct, right? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not trying to throw nobody out there, but you can't tell me that the San Diego Crocodile O-lineman didn't want to run the ball. Like, that's all I'm going to say. You can't tell me that line with them nasties, and we call them nasties because we've seen how those guys play. You can't tell yeah. me that group didn't want to run the ball. That tells me there's a little bit of confusion going on on that organization because I'm sorry, I've met, I've talked to, I know some of those offensive linemen for that group. They're confident in their ability. Not running the ball with that group and not giving them the opportunity to prove how good they are. That that's just it it doesn't mesh. But again, back to what I was saying was that we think that the crocodiles are a run first team, but the crocodiles think that they are a balanced team. That's the the image they want to portray. And that's what you saw in this game was a team trying to be balanced instead of doing what we've said before. But sorry, Chris, jump back into no, your point. No, you you you're good. You're good to interrupt me, Lucky. Like I, I agree with you. I think there's some kind of disconnect there. There you go. That's the word I should have used, disconnect. Yeah, there's some kind of disconnect between players, coaches, whatever it may be, organization, where someone said, oh, no, we don't want to be that run first team. It was almost like an ego thing, I think. Oh, we're going to show you that we can beat you without giving the ball 30 times to Christian Powell. But it's a championship game. What are you doing? Like, give the man the ball. Yeah. It felt like another Seahawks situation. Yeah, like a yeah, right? situation. Like that's I'm, what I'm it really felt like. Yeah. yeah, I just don't get like, it. But... 
I mean, Whitehead wasn't efficient enough. Like, he had 22 passes. He only completed 13 in a pit for 88 yards. And you still want to try and pass the ball? <laughs> hold I mean, on, I don't know. Hold on. Hold, what, hold, 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 hold on. Hold on. Let, me, let me get in here, guys. You know, I like to play devil's advocate. And we've been talking about it in the group chat, so I kind of feel, know how y'all feel about the Whitehead situation. I, I'm not going to blame Whitehead, first of all. No, I don't blame him. No, but about his play. I don't think his play was as bad as we think it is. I do think he had some horrible throws, especially when Sarkula was wide open and he just missed them. That was sad. But there were a lot of drops. They had a little bit of the uh, Wassa Royals receivers going on out there. A lot of these uh, receivers for the Crocodiles in this, the biggest game of the year, were dropping easy passes, simple wide open looks. There were fumbles after the catch. There, there was receivers just not getting any separation. That I actually can accept. You know, if you can't beat them, you can't beat them. But there were a lot of drop passes in this game. That's one statistic that we still never get in Finland, which we should start trying to get. Because those drop passes, that's what makes – Passing the ball look bad. Yeah. When but a you receiver... know what? You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Not not to cut you off. You know what fixes drop passes? Run plays. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> have to, you don't have to like. You don't even have to go through that. Like you really yeah, don't right. even have to. You're go right. You're and right. if you do, and if you do, like, like if you, as a player, if you don't understand how important every play is in a championship game, which I'll re re I'll go back to again. I said this, everything matters in these games. Every drive matters in the championship game. You can't you can't approach this game and say, oh, well, it's, you know, if it's 14 to 7 at halftime in a championship game, like you can pretty much guarantee the team that has 14 is probably going to still adjust. Even though they're winning, they're still going to adjust because that's not enough to win a championship game, especially when you're playing against a team like the Crocs. And the only thing that the Crocs didn't do, the Crocs, I think didn't like you said they were they're not happy with their identity. They're not happy being being a team list like okay, Christian Powell had two thousand yards, all this right here. Now we get we get in the in the and I'm pretty sure people came to the to the championship game to see him. To see you pre- premiere him. Like we if I've never been to a a game before well, I was and I there. say that's why I went. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you want to see this in person. Like, let me see what he's going to do. I know their team is good, but let me see what he's going to let premiere him. Like he got you there pretty much. I know it's a team game, but come on now. Like majority of y'all yards came from him. But yeah, um, what what I was saying was it's just these championship games, everything matters, all the drives matter. And you just can't put your team in a situation to where you 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 have to rely on the passing. Um, of course, when you're down, um, then you have no choice or you feel like you have no choice. But even in that aspect, I'm still giving Christian Powell the ball. I'm going – I don't care. Like, it, it, if I lose, it's going to be because he wasn't productive. I'm not losing with me not giving him the opportunity to be productive. And I think that's what's important. And that and it comes down to it. The Crocs, uh, this is probably, like I said, this is probably the worst uh, championship game I've seen them play in. I'm going to be honest. This is the worst one I've seen them play in out of all these years. I haven't seen them play this bad in the championship game before. You know. Um, and 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 it's just, and it, it sucks because I really thought this was going to be their year, but now I kind of feel like they don't have a year 
feel like they don't have so, any here. So let's talk about it. Like that that's a good segue where you're about to go with it is let's talk about the legacy that this game has on both of these organizations. And I mean, obviously let's talk Crocs first. Is the curse real? Is it? Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah. It's real. It's real. I mean, for itself, doesn't it? They they yeah, keep getting real. there and they keep losing. Man, you know, you know who I, I really feel bad for? And this is probably not the way we should do the show, but um Yuhani. We know Yuhani. We've known him for a long oh, time. Man. He's one of yeah. the first guys I bet, you know, here. And I remember the excitement on his face. He coached with the Turku Trojans women this year. I think he's like living in Turku or something. So he's been traveling back and forth. And I remember seeing the joy on his face of winning that championship with that, that women's team because he had never won a, a gold. He was like, this is so crazy getting this gold. And I was like, man, it'd be great. You know, he gets another one for the men's team, the team he's been playing with forever, you know, no offense to the, the Turku team, but you know, this is the only first season coaching them. And then to not get it like, Oh, that's gotta be painful. And I think it's one of those things that for this team, of all teams, like if the butchers had lost, I think there's a lot of guys over there who who have never won the Maple Bowl. That even that loss would have like it wouldn't have devastated them, you know. Like yeah. again, them winning was no one picked them to do that. We didn't pick them to do that. They're not supposed to be there. We even said their stats weren't even good enough. Blase, blase. You know they're the underdog, so them winning is nothing but you know house money. But for the crocodiles, like. It, even in the interview we did, I think the coach said, this is a long time coming. You know, this isn't something that just happens for them. Like, they're supposed to win this game. This is, you know, destiny. I think we said it on the podcast. This is destiny for them. This is their time. And then to not win is horrible. But to not win the way that they didn't win is just, like, adding injury to insult. Because it's like, you get the opportunity and one thing that, you know, it's an, I guess it's an American thing, but speaking to another American who was at the game, you know, we said the game was too big for him. Like when I talk, when I think about those drop passes, the DB getting beat consistently against a That's matchup a that everyone knew about, those are the situations. They must have where, been listening to us. They must be listening to us because who did we say yeah. pick on? Number five. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. You said That's it. But it's it's one of those things that we've seen, especially in Finland. And all three of us have played on teams in Finland. And again, I, I love this podcast because we really don't have any filter. We've said this before. Um football-wise in the culture, you the Finnish football player isn't the type of player that responds well to adversity. That's what we've said. We've said it many times is that, you know, if you're on the team and your team is losing, um, a Finnish player will put their head down, start feeling sorry for themselves and kind of go into that. And, and rightfully so it happened. And in this game, you could see that there was two different responses to it. One, we were proven wrong by the butchers because they had adversity in this game. There were things that didn't go their way. And you looked and you saw a team that was like, we have nothing to lose. So we will not feel sorry for ourselves at any point in this game. While you looked over at the Crocodiles and in that second half, 
they looked lost. It looked like a team that did not know what they were going to do to come back. Like there what when they came to the sideline after losing the ball or not getting the first down, it was just frustration. It wasn't anger at, you know, the game or the situation. It was frustration that we don't know what else to do. And that's not the way that you want to lose a championship with a team that you think should win it. And I, I just really I feel bad for this group that especially or specifically that played in this game. But then for the organization as a whole, I was on the sidelines, saw the crowd that the Crocodiles had was it was great. It was huge. They were loud. Everybody's wearing the colors. They had the the horns blowing. You know, you even had a little drunk section. They had signs like they were excited. They had their back like the, the fans were there for that team and the team didn't give them anything on the field. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It sucks for them. It, it, it really do suck because, like you say, are they cursed? Like, it sucks to say. Like, I won't I won't say they don't have a year because they're still around. That's kind of tough. It's been but 20 years. It's been 20 I've plus never, years. I've never they, they've really, been there. I, yeah. Since we started doing well, the I, podcast, I like, I've liked the San Diego Crocodiles. When I was playing, I did not like them or their organization. I did not well, like them or the organization when I played. But I enjoyed it uh, since we've been doing the podcast. I'm more biased about my opinions, even with the Roosters. I think I'm harder on the Roosters than I am anybody. But um, I don't know about how hard you are on them. You'd be rooting for them. That's I mean, for sure. I said, man, I fired everybody this year. I would have fired everybody <laughs> this year for the Roosters. But this ain't about the Roosters today. But but right. I just think that that the Butchers were was the only team in the league that strategically made an adjustment when something came up with their team to mm-hmm. keep them either getting better or the same. And mm-hmm. every adversity they came in, get rid of a corner, get rid of a linebacker, get rid of, you know, another, like, it was like they were committed to not falling off. And the rest of these teams did. The rest of, we literally watched one team, like, like I, I'd say even, even the Royals at a point, if Timothy wasn't so good, I would have fired him too at a point because he threw like nine interceptions in three games or something. Like it was something crazy. But I, I know, but I would have fired but, all them receivers. I would have just told him we just gonna avoid it. <laughs> everybody. And but that goes to show you like the difference of the players. Timothy is a baller. So I wouldn't have done him like that because I know what he's dealing with. I know what kind of weapons he had to work with. So it makes up for it. But what I'm saying is for the Crocs. And the butchers, the butchers did everything they were supposed to do to keep them in contention. And they stayed healthy through this process. And mm-hmm. they ended up being, like I said, one of the healthier teams, the the, the most athletic teams, the younger teams. Um, their guys just gave it all they had. And then I look at the small things too. If you if you look at any time Erla scored a touchdown, Mickey scored a touchdown. Nottingham scored a touchdown. It wasn't just one player congratulating or two. It was like yeah. six, seven people running up to these dudes, showing them they love. Like these, these brothers, these receivers, like this is the line. Everybody is congratulating. And when you got that type of energy and you that happy for your teammate to ball, that right there does something for your team. It does something for the organization. And you can look at other teams and it don't really happen like that. And you see the results. 
You know what I mean? Because you can tell that the butchers are all bought into what they believe they can do. It don't matter. It don't matter what who we picked. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I I like the the the, the trash talk. I like the going back and forth because I want to see the best come out of these guys. I want to see them ball out. You know what I'm saying? That's why I told them. I said what I said about. It. I don't think they still the best receivers. But they won a championship game. Come on, does that now. mean they still? Look, look, look. Does it, does hey, it, hey, does it you gonna have that, to give that up, it, buddy. Does it, that, Chris? They let, let's just it. say this. Let's just say this. Let's just say this. Me right this now, being group. four years old. Me right now, being four years old, go and score six touchdowns against the Wolverines. I got the most touchdowns. I got the most touchdowns in in the whole league. Does that mean I'm the best running back? No, it don't. <laughs> it don't mean that. It just means but, that I played Lucas good that Arola. game. Is easily their third best receiver, and he scored three touchdowns in the Maple Bowl. I, I, That's how and, and good this against, group is against, against probably the worst cornerback in the league, too. So I'm not saying ah, I'm not that's saying tough. that. That's I'm tough. not saying now that. you're you're still, not, you're, you're I, moving the field goal post on me. You, what I'm saying is I'm not, I'm not saying away from him being good, but I'm not saying you can't say, they're the greatest. He's not the worst. They played against some terrible talent either, though. Like I'm not. He's one that. of the best corners that this league has to offer this season. Like I know it's yeah. a little weird to say it that way, but he actually is. He doesn't do okay. well against that, that can be matchup. the point. That can be the point. But what I'm saying is I don't I'm not judging people. I judge you off of how you play against talent. I don't judge you off of how you play against everybody. Like if you if you know what I'm saying? Like it did even Brandon Gruner Brandon Gruner said Brandon Gruner, Zach Wright. Zach Wright said he didn't count. He didn't count the uh it, it was the pandemic said he didn't Grunner, Grunner said he didn't it, yeah. count he didn't really pandemic. count the pandemic season, right? So this is that's that's why I'm saying the way that I look at that is only only certain people do, but I'm I'm judging you off of how you play against good talent, good teams, and then I say, Oh, you know what? Hey, he's a legit baller because he can do this against everybody. Errol, he can do that against everybody. But legit to, baller to, to, to or, 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 you know what I'm saying? He's a, he's a all three of them. I can name them again Lucas Arrello, Miko Seppelin, Christian Naltonen. All three ballers. I'm not, not saying they're not ballers, but best in the Maple start, League. Let me put it you, out there. If you, if you, if you got a team right now, <laughs> all right, pick your receivers. American Americans or Finnish. I'm picking all the Americans. American I'm or all Finnish. the Americans. Are you picking, I'm picking all the Americans. You, okay, then. So I'm picking all saying, the Americans. Like, so you don't. There's think no team with three then. American receivers, though. <laughs> There's no team with three American receivers. But it, so, are one of them going to be your second pick? I'm picking three Americans, American like receivers. I said. I'm picking three <laughs> Americans. I'm not. I'm not saying they're the best receivers individually in the league. I'm saying as a receiving group, they're the best in the Maple League. That's all I'm I saying. Disagree, but that that's that's just me. But well, we can I, we can I'm talk not, about this all summer. You, I'm not I mean, against you winners. disagreeing, but I am against you saying that the Roosters have the best. That I no, I, I, I disagree with. I, that's where I want. That's I, where the I, argument is. If they Bitches got Brandon Gwinner, if if they got Timothy Morvick on that offense, they got Brandon Gwinner on that Roosters offense. We might see a different season. Like I don't know, well, but we'll we never should, know. We we'll should make an all Madden now. team. We should put together an all Madden team because the, the all <laughs> Finland team is about what they did on the field. All Madden team. We have to give them some ratings and we have to put them on a video game. Yeah, we have to separate yeah. them. All man team would be different because yeah. it's like it's, I, and, and I'm not I'm not saying it to, to take nothing away from the butchers because I I really do like that. Like I said two years ago, I said the butchers got a great young core. They got a great young core who's gonna be good defensively and offensively. And now they're getting into that. Now they're coming up into 
uh, that era. Now, see what happens. Obviously, we're talking about this that, season. Let's see how things go as far as organization-wise now. Legacy. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. what, that's where we're at. Yeah, so let's – We, that's, we that's talked the about true, the Crocs, but let's yeah, talk about the That's butchers. the true definition. How do you, how do you think that this – Maple Bowl win plays off for, for the Butchers is I know we said, you know, it's a little early to say dynasty, but you know, we got to make that leap right now. Is this the beginning? I mean, do we expect them to bring back Brendan Gwinner? Do we expect this to, you know, be a a starting point or is this more of a, well, at least they won. We'll wait another 20 years before they win again or 13 years. For them, for them for the to butchers. do well, yeah, for them to do well next year, you're going to have to see some familiar faces back. You have to bring back, I mean, either bring back winner or get a, another quarterback on his caliber. They have to have that. They have to maintain, importantly, they have to maintain their finished players as well. We talk about this a lot, like the finished core of each team. Yeah, the imports are important, but without the finished core, You've got nothing. I mean, look at UNC. Look how many imports they had. All right. Some of them work great, but you can't build a team around imports. You can build a team. You can help a finished core by putting a few imports in to make them a lot better. Definitely through coaching, through playing, or whatever it may be. But without that finished core of players, you're nothing. So they need to keep hold of those. Maybe even add some more as well. If they can, maybe it might some more players to go there now that they've won this season. Let me ask a question about that finished core. What do you see as being motivation for some of these finished guys to stay around? Like, you have to think about it. A lot of these guys that are familiar faces, they've been around for a long time. A long time, yeah. And now they won. That's when you walk off. Yeah, that's when you walk off. Yeah. Some of them might, yeah. Some of them might, so, might walk off. But I guess, it's, I guess it's the promise of, okay, let's run it back next year. Let's re-sign yeah, Gwinner. I'm asking. I'm saying, what is, kind of motivation, motivation do you think you can? Yeah, what what kind of motivation do you guys think is possible for these these finished old heads, as I'm gonna call them, that have been around? I mean, Kervin um, and came back at the end of the season. He only came back for one reason, and we know what yeah, that was. Yeah, that was get this ring. Yeah, get that ring. Yeah. See, he probably somebody like him. He probably done. I think somebody like him, but they can get a better player at that position where he helped out. They can get a better player. So Yeah, but like Chris, have like, Chris said, like Chris said, um, but winning a championship also gives you a little bit more clout when looking for players. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like but but I still think the best players are going to choose Corpio or the Roosters first before they go to, to the Porvo Butchers. Think so? Um just just because they, they don't have the history recently yeah. for winning like that. So, so when you look at it, you say, oh, man, really the only reason Corpio's in Corpio situations is because they got, you know what I mean, they lost Anthony. If I'm a running back, if I want to go play, I'm like, man, I go I go play for that line. You know what I'm saying? I seen what he did, and I know I can, you know what I'm saying? So you think about that, and then you, even the Roosters, Roosters, you know, haven't won in the fashion in which everybody's used to, but I still think people know what you get with coming to them. You get organization, you get – Discipline, you get you get all the guys coming to practice. You know what I'm saying? You get all of that on the regular. So I think those those two teams still gonna get the 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 more the the better type of players or the more known players. Um, but maybe the butchers 
I, I don't foresee them saying, okay, we cool with one. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't think because you think about Zach Wright, um, he's fresh in Europe. Um, Brandon Gwinner still can play. Mickey still can play. Um, you even could consider Mickey going back to receiver and getting a real premier running back. That's maybe, you know, whatever. It's a plenty of options, but I think for some of those players, yeah, it might be a one off for them. You know what I mean? Like, but what's interesting and when, when I look at their team is if it's going to be a one off, it'd be for most of the guys that play defense. Yeah, Roku. Roku. Most yeah. of their youth, most of their youth is actually on the offensive side. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're not calling Miko or Mickey young, but they're not old. Like both of those guys yeah. aren't, they're not, you know, they're not in their. They're not in their thirties. I don't think. I, if I was them, I'd run it back with them. Like you say, with those young receivers, you, your offense can run it back. Try. Yeah, the yeah, defense, you'd be a fool defensive side, try. you would have to find a, a couple of guys to fill vacancies, most likely, because because the the young guys they had on defense were the guys that really were kind of their issues more than anything. Yeah, yeah. That, and you don't so that, and you don't want guys like like you say you don't want guys like uh, Nathalie and like like they're they're on the brink of becoming wanted imports for other teams they're not there yet uh per se i don't see maybe other teams reaching out to them right now to see if they want to come play for them so what you got to do is promise them hey we're going to get you going to get you guys better we're going to bring brandon back or we're going to bring i I, I assume it probably brandon i mean i I wouldn't change that up you know what i'm saying like we're going to bring him back um so we're going to have our same offense pretty much let me let me throw this out there for you. And now now I got a hypothetical. I'm just asking questions because y'all are saying stuff that got my brain tickling. So because and we got to wrap this up pretty soon. We're just talking to be talking. But if we're going into next season, let's say hypothetically, you know, the Crocs and the Butchers bring back similar rosters. We're gonna have to do a a preseason predictions, anyways. I mean, we're not going to do it until then, but right now, if, you, if you're if you feeling like getting ready for next year, who's your favorite? Who, who's looking like, oh, this is a team I, I probably would have to say is the favorite to win? If, mm. they, if, if the Butchers brought back all their imports, I would like them to add another offensive import, either that a receiver or a running back. Not not physically possible because they have two imports on defense. Yeah, they got two, yeah. Yeah, but they you you could have two on the field at once, so you could you, you could only have another... three on the team. You only got three on the team. You oh, they change that four. Work? Yeah, they they don't allow four on the roster anymore. Oh, or or if they do, no one has done it in the last four years. <laughs> I thought it was always two on the field. On like... the field, yeah, but you could have. You used to be able to have four on the roster. You could they have four on the roster, yeah. They, I don't think they do that anymore. I haven't seen really? that. And when's the last time you seen four on the roster? I'm trying mm. to think. Oh, now That's what I'm saying. That, you know, I'm just but saying, then, I think they changed the that. It used to be like that. Yeah, I know a lot of the teams will just get those, like, Finnish American guys in instead. Yeah, and that's why, they, yeah, they're, that's why they're, pay, that. they're not going to pay extra for someone else. Okay, so let's let's say let's say they there get RJ Long or someone like that. I was going to say, they're – there aren't any there aren't any of those Finnish Americans that play running back. That's what you yeah. would be looking for. Yeah. Except for well, me. Yeah. If y'all want to bring me out of retirement, that won't do nothing for you. Yeah. Hey, they might go get Will. Will. They, it'd be a good time. Will, yeah, Will is from yeah. the UK, though, right? Will, Will Will Young has, I think, Czech Republic um passport. 
So he's an EU. So that would be is, a great pickup for that. Outfit. That is a good pickup. Hey, yeah. Christian, Christian Powell is technically finished now. I tell you <laughs> one thing: if there's one, if nowhere. there's if there's one team, <laughs> if there's one team that I really doubt Christian Powell would ever play for, it would have to be that team. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely. I would, would. Yeah, I, I, I would see. Yeah, I would. I would see him I, more likely going to the Roosters before going to Portville. Because I and like yeah. you said, like you said before, of all the times that they've lost, all the times the Crocodiles have lost the Maple Bowl. This is a. This is a. This one. This is the time where I felt like the team that they were playing better than them per se. Before the game, before uh, so the game. before the game, yeah, like yeah. they weren't better than them. All the other teams they played against, like the Crocs, had good teams, like great teams, but the team that they were playing were better. So they had to do everything in their power to try to win those games. Got close, you know what I mean? But they just had to do everything in their power to win those games. But this this year was was something different. But hypothetically, I mean, the butchers the butchers can can add to their offense. Their offense can be a lot better um, defensively. That's going to be the key. Which, which also you put it out there that if they're going to stick with the two, um, why why not go back to to Wellington and Zach Wright? Why not go back to them? give them a full season together? Um, obviously they're they're great coaches. They're great with the players. There they're great with the team. Um, why not try to run it back one more time? What can it hurt really? You know what I mean? Maybe everybody probably asks for you know extra two or three hundred euro whatever it is. They might ask for a little more. You know what I mean? But hopefully. Uh, you know, I, I know it's other places that they could probably go, but I think they should try to run it back. I mean, right now you're the would, big dog. You want to try to. But would you consider them a favorite? Would you consider the Butchers to be your favorite going into the 2024 season? That's what I'm asking. It's all, it, it's all hypothetical because you don't. Oh, that's why I'm asking. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. throwing it out there. You, I'm just throwing okay, it out yeah. there. Okay, um, I, I would say yes because they just won the championship. Like they're a championship caliber team, so they've won the championship. So you're giving them the Alabama treatment. You're giving them the well, Alabama treatment. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. Uh, because the reason I'm gonna say no is because I know one signing that could potentially put another team as a favorite. They could they could sign one person and well two people and their team will be the favorite. And that's Corpio. I really yeah. feel like that. Like and that's yeah, so. and that's a lot coming from me. <laughs> That's a lot coming from me, but I think they're the only team that I can say after signing two people, they're the favorite. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought, like I, just, I thought for sure you were gonna say the Roosters. No, 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 no. You know what? Because because the, the and the reason I'll I'll answer that too, because the reason right now, um the the imports besides Kittner, the imports that the Roosters bring in now aren't the caliber that I'm used to seeing them bring in. Um yeah. So that's why I wouldn't necessarily – I think they're going the money route now more so. Like, they're going uh, – uh, we're going to pay everybody this right here. And it's no – there is no hierarchy of players. So it's like, all right, we got an import spot. We only going to pay 800 euros for this. And now you look – now what happens is the guy that you want, he's too expensive. But the guy that you okay taking is okay – Playing wise, because you can't tell me Sinadinos was the best option that the Roosters could find a quarterback to come in. You can't tell me that. You know what I'm saying? You cannot tell yeah. me that. So, <laughs> so in that aspect, what I'm saying is out of all the quarterbacks that we ever seen the Roosters bring in, 
right? Out of all the quarterbacks we've ever seen him bring in, he is probably second, the second worst. And I, I'm that's not saying like a bad thing, but there's one guy that got sent home, and then Josh Hollingsworth. Josh yeah, Hollingsworth and now, got sent home, and now that's and now it's him. Like you don't you don't get what he got as far as the like Kittner and. And he doesn't have the big names per se on defense. Those guys aren't young. He has one of the best offensive lines, though. But he has one of the best. Yeah, he has one of the best offensive lines. He has one of the best young receivers, and along with man, he like like literally, you could they can make one signing and also the offense change. But their defense is where the problem is going to lie on the Rooster side. So I just don't think the caliber of players they bringing in right now are going to put them back up. To where they need to be, um, so they wouldn't be my favorites. But I'd say Corpio, yeah, Corpio definitely quarterback, running back. They're right back in the runnings. Hmm. I want to. I abstain. never thought I'd hear the day. I never thought I'd hear the day that he was saying Corpio. number one. <laughs> because I, I seen I seen the effect. I seen the effect of what one player did to their team. I see they they literally collapsed as an organization as a team. They collapsed. I and think personally, I don't I see Coach Pecker going through that next year. You don't I think so? No, I, nah, I don't. I don't. He wouldn't like. I don't. I, he like. He's a competitor too much. He likes to win. I don't see him putting them in that position. They try Ambrose. Great try. Now you're going to be our backup. Like like now you're going to be our back. They got to like, and he has to learn. He just has to get better. Nothing wrong with that, but if you want to win and you want to win championships, he's not ready to lead your team to that yet. And if you're going to – and not saying he's supposed to quit or anything, but this is supposed to be for him. Like, football isn't one of those things – even in another country, football isn't one of those things you get to, oh, okay, we're going to guarantee you get to play. Like, it's, it's not one of those sports. It's your production. Your production decides whether or not you can play or not. And in most cases. And I just feel like that quarterback is the one place where you cannot experiment and also try to win championships. You can't do that. Like you have to have the, that guy in there who's control of your offense. When stuff get bad, when stuff go wrong, he's still talking to players. Hey guys, you good? We good. Next drive, this. Hey, that was on me. Next drive what, is up. What about this? What if they? What if they bring them somebody like Danny Kidner out there? Out where? To Quopia. Well, if they give Ambro a Danny Kittner. Nah, I still don't think he yeah. cuts it. Floats no, the ball okay. too much. He, 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 he needs what time. he needs. If coach. He, if he, if Quopio if Quopio signed an American quarterback and Ambro played a year under an American quarterback, learned from him, got coached up by him, he would be head and shoulders better than he was this season in a season when he plays. Like if he has a season off, learns, plays a backup role. The season after, I think he would be head and shoulders better than what he was this season. He needs to spend all season, all all season watching film and working out, but more than likely watching film and but not just watching it, having somebody there who understands what he's seeing and, and showing him, hey, this is this is where you want to look in this in this situation. Stuff like that is is not naturally is naturally there for some people, but. European kid, like he needs somebody to explain what he's seeing. Not saying he doesn't understand what he's seeing, but obviously from the game, you you don't understand what you're seeing. You don't understand pre-snap, pre-check reads. You don't understand anything like that because it's no way you bagging up two yards, three yards, and just throwing the ball in double coverage. 
Like that's that's you. You know what I mean? So I feel like they can they can be a lot better if they let him. He could be a lot better if they just let him learn and let him get more experience. However they do it. But also that goes into a whole other conversation of Finland not having quarterback camps on the regular, not having uh, people from the outside come do things like that to develop that certain position because you can't be just – you can't grow up in Finland and this is going to be this amazing quarterback. Like, it's possible, but you need the teaching, you need the coaching. Miro went through years and years of years of mediocrity until he got to a point where he was that 50 – touchdown guy and that was the that back was, end of his career and it was a yeah, very short period when short he was, period. Yeah, look, look how terrible he was when he was playing with turku miro it's like and, and that's Oof. what i'm saying the quarterback the quarterback position like the quarterback position you can't do that be. you can't like give amber you know, 10, 10 more years i guess or seven he's only like 19 like he's like 19 20 yeah, he's years young. old he's young that's what i'm saying like give him give time more like, years. I, i'm not throwing him out there to be my starter not if i expect to win you know what i'm saying i don't have that type of time to do that like i don't have time to like let him get better like no you need somebody in there now with the team you got now with the players you got now you need somebody in there now that can move your offense, that can take things in control and, and make it happen. But, um, you know, hypothetically, but not going to take the Butchers away. I'll put Butchers up there in the playoffs. I'll say they'll go to the playoffs again. But they won't – to me, they won't be the favorite to win it. But they will be in the runnings next year. That's for sure. Yeah, that's about where I would put them. And Vasa. And Vasa. Uh, let's not even speculate going about to the playoffs. 24. Let's, I mean, you can't you can't ever count you can't count the worlds out, and we know why. Uh, but let's not even speculate. We got a couple more minutes here. Um, I guess we we kind of were talking about the night bowl, but just last thoughts on it. Was there any performances that really stood out to you in this game, different than I what mean, we've already talked about? Like the, anyone the big, else that we didn't talk about? The big the big one for me, and I just want to make sure we give him enough flowers. Is Lucas Arola. I mean, the four catches, yeah. 129, three TDs. One was a 73-yard bomb on a post route. So, yeah. Yeah. Got to yeah. give him his flowers, man. He had the biggest – I think him him and Wellington, uh, but more Lucas. Lucas, uh, I could tell that, he, you know, he's resilient. He's, he's one of those guys who, like, he understands his position on the team. And he understands what his abilities are. And, uh, yeah, he that was a big game for him. Three TDs. Being a young guy in a, in a championship game, that's major. That's something he'll never forget in his whole life. Yeah. He'll never forget that. And I think that was great that we got to see it. Uh, he definitely balled out. Uh, we'll see. how You know, I want to see what he is. You know what I'm saying? Some years under Miko Seppin. And I want to see, you know, I want to see all of them and see what's, see what's in store next year. Well, if you if you really want to see what, what he's like, I'm pretty sure he's got a game this weekend coming up because they have the national U19 team game against Denmark. <laughs> Oh, no breaks for the kids. He got to score six touchdowns, <laughs> no six touchdowns in this game. He got to score think... six touchdowns. If not, we don't want to hear best nothing if you're playing against 19-year-olds. I don't want to hear nothing. <laughs> He's 17. <laughs> I don't care. He's the top of the top. He's the top of the top. <laughs> what are you supposed to do? If he, just, if he just worked this if he just worked this 20-something-year-old, this game, this, this, this game should be nothing. Who's his quarterback? Uh it's gonna be Jerry Silama, I think. The the Roosters backup quarterback, young guy. I mean, he's he's oh, okay. be, no, in my opinion, he's, he's better than Ambrose. 
So he's getting better than that. It ain't like he got Ambrose mm-hmm. as quarterback. So he should be fine. But again, it's it's also one of those things where you know how national teams are. And also he might be tired, you know. Dude just won a championship. If man, I was he's him, 17, I, man. He ain't I wouldn't tired, even go. Man. 17 year olds don't hey, get tired, se- man. 17 year olds can drink long drink out here. So you know they can do everything. <laughs> I'll be the whole week. When I was 17. Like, oh. 17 if I have a whole hour session before the game. Like I'm ready, man. He, he got full, he full of energy though. He he weigh, he weighs like 20 kilos though. So you know that go right through that yeah, guy. Smaller guy. But, yeah. But yeah, hats off to Lucas Arela. He had a, a great season. Is again, it's one of the reasons why I feel like they have the best receiving core. Because you when you look at the season, this group, they've had games where different out of these these three receivers, different guys came up and even in this game we spoke a lot about like Miko Seppinen being the guy and he done what he did all year he made some really good plays and moved the sticks but to see Lucas have a breakout game in the biggest game of his career like there's no there's no topping that he's he's on the U19 team and he plays on the national team and that's awesome but it's not gonna top you know scoring three touchdowns in the Maple Bowl in your rookie season in the Maple League. Yeah. Like, that's an, an incredible that's Al Bundy. That's Al Bundy accomplishments <laughs> right there. For real. Like, he's going to tell this story for 30 years from now. Like, and, and no, like when he tells his story and he's, like, 30 years old, no one's going to believe him. They're going to be like, no, nah, yeah. you made that up. But, you yeah. know, ask me. I'll say, yeah, I was there. I seen it happen. But I think that's it for the Maple Bowl. I think Maple Bowl 44. Uh, it's over. We enjoyed it. Uh, the 2023 Maple League season is over. This will be our la- last podcast of the, of the year. We're not putting out anything else. Uh, that's, that's it. it. Oh, any last words before we get out of here, guys? This is it. Man, just in case we uh don't uh, reconvene together <laughs> for next season, I did enjoy you know what I'm saying? This whole season, another season with y'all, man. It was fun. You know what I'm saying? We got into it. I came in second, but it's all good. If we didn't include Spence, I'd have been in first. So um, <laughs> I don't care about them damn pickles. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, nah, man, it's been a it's been a good season. Like I always tell everybody, it's nothing personal. You know what I'm saying? We're not we're not experts, but we're not bums either. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so uh our word actually do mean something. And at the same time, it's always opinions. And, and everybody's entitled to those. But at the end of the day, what we want to see is, you know, good football. We want to see respectable players. We want to see good character and all that stuff, man, and talk noise in the midst of it. So uh, this season is definitely fun. It was an interesting one. Uh, you never know what's going to happen in the Maple League, man. But, you know, we made it to the end, baby. We here. You know what I'm saying? Another season down. Shout out to the Butchers, though, for, for winning the championship. I can't I can't hate on y'all for that. Y'all did that. Hey, salute. Enjoy you know what I'm saying? And then we'll see what's up next year. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I feel like the season's flown by in a wink. Like, we've got to the end and that's it. You know, again, just echoing congratulations to the Butchers. Done a hell of a job in the final. Done a great job all season. You definitely deserved it on the day. Like, you played, you were the better team on the day. And, and that's how it be sometimes. You're the better team on the day and you show up and your guys show up. You're going to come out with that victory. And that's exactly what they did. But yeah, guys, it's been a pleasure this season. When I've been here, you know, I like to have made more. But hey, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. But yeah, it's been, it's been a pleasure, guys. It's been a ride. Hopefully, we we continue with this, and uh, it's not the end. But 
if it is, it's been a ride. Yeah, and just so y'all know, Chris, he he missed some of the shows because he was out there losing championships. Yeah, oh, so, uh, he was out there uh, getting he silver. Cursed. He, he might be out, <laughs> out there missing the show, and we like, well, you better win. And he's like, well, we lost. Nope. <laughs> Can't the podcast. You're gonna lose. I mean, shit. hey, man, I, if 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 we'd have won as well, I'd have retired my ass from contract. <laughs> I wanted to retire, and I can't retire now. So you can't retire. <laughs> brought that Crocs curse back to the UK. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Spence brought that car photo. But uh yeah, for me, my hat is getting all twisted. But uh go butchers. Uh great season. Gonna, I believe in y'all. Uh, I believe in y'all every week this season. Y'all know it. I always <laughs> had y'all back. I was always on you alls side. I was always saying go butchers, represent, you know, poor all that stuff. Um now it was a great season. I think. Everybody did what they could. It was very interesting. Good to have a, a interesting season for the Maple League. And if we come back, we come back. If we don't, we don't. Either way, y'all know what it is. Yep. Never. Oh, now I forgot. I, I didn't say it right. Until next time. If there is a next time, never <laughs> forget. T. I. F. We gone. And we, we gone. gone. American football in Finland.